0: A couple of days ago, a story quietly hit the National Catholic Register that was largely unremarkable, save for the real subject of the article which was, rather predictably, buried way near the end of the published piece. It caused quite a stir among Catholics on social media because, to some, it was the announcement of the desire of the American bishops to rein in the online Catholic commentariat class, specifically the ones who claimed to teach the faith. As I have never claimed to teach the faith, I wasn't initially impressed one way or another by this article, but others were, which is where the online controversy came from, involving some figures you may watch online and support directly in one way or another, but the controversy is a rather familiar one. Should the American bishops issue a certification of some kind for those who claim to teach the faith online? This isn't a new idea from the hierarchy of the church in more ways than one. So let's go over this idea as dispassionately as possible and see if this is a big story or not. Tuesday night, the story broke among online traditionalists that the American bishops wanted to exercise some level of control over the Catholic commentary community. It began on Twitter before finding its way to Facebook and other places, with claims by some that independent Catholic media was under threat of censorship by the bishops, Technically, the Catholic commentary community has always been under this kind of threat, as a bishop could send a cease and desist letter to any commentator that tells them that under no uncertain circumstances are they to continue their activities while remaining in communion with the Church. Now, this hasn't happened yet, though the possibility shouldn't be dismissed that it could happen. But the story is different from what I just proposed, so let's get into the article from the National Catholic Register which, in case you didn't know, is the online print arm of EWTN. The article in question is Peter Jesser Smith's Catholics reflect on ten years of the good, bad, and ugly of social media. Decade in review. Three Catholic new media users discuss social media and how their own responses to it have changed. Ironically, this article gives some airtime to at least a couple of those Catholics whose online presence has been a bit toxic themselves through the promotion and adoption of a sanitized version of feminism that is still fundamentally opposed to the Catholic faith. The story is otherwise unremarkable in the bulk of it, going over the history of social media and adoption by Generation X and younger for online discussions and the like. At about the time the typical reader would stop reading out of boredom, we get this bombshell, quote, Bishop Barron said he believes the bishops should consider exercising their authority in the digital sphere, quote, just as John Paul II and Ex Corde Ecclesia call for the bishops to exercise greater supervision of universities operating under the aegis of the church. There are, to be blunt, a disconcerting number of such people on social media who are trading in hateful, divisive speech, often deeply at odds with the theology of the church, and who are, sadly, having a powerful impact on the people of God. I do think that the shepherds of the church, those entrusted with supervising the teaching office, can and should point out when people on social media are harming harming the body of Christ. Bishop Barron suggested that it may be time for bishops to introduce something like a mandatum for those who claim to teach the Catholic faith online, where a bishop affirms that the person is teaching within the full communion of the church. End quote. Now, as you can imagine, this is definitely stirring the pot online, once it was shared on Twitter, and then on Facebook. It begs a lot of questions, including who do they mean and for what reason. The worst examples of teaching on social media aren't from anyone you probably think they mean, but from those trying to make communism and the Catholic faith synonymous, or the likes of Pastor Jimmy Martin of the Jesuit Church, who is a sort of Skittles version of Bishop Barron with a lot less talent. But that's not what they mean. Some of my colleagues think they mean Taylor Marshall, though I suspect they really mean Dr. E. Michael Jones, who drops horse pill sized red pills on people on a very taboo subject and uses the historic documents of the Church and Sacred Scripture to make us point, though my colleagues may be right about it being Marshall as well. The problem is that Bishop Baird didn't name names, which is why this is all conjecture. And it's also funny, given his desire to have commentators certified and without a doubt, this policy would backfire. Could you imagine if I received condemnation from Cardinal Supic, friend of this channel? I used to spend a lot of time exposing the wicked things supich did, whether it was the sending of good priests to re-education camps where they'd be dubbed predators for life, or his endorsement of wicked ideas, or his unwillingness to censor those who in his diocese teach explicitly against the Catholic faith. I did it so often that I dubbed him a friend of this channel as a joke. Under this system, I guess I could get some kind of backlash from his office, or more likely, from my own bishop, whom, for the record, I have never spoken about online at all. But this would almost certainly backfire anyway, given that if a Catholic commentator were to receive a notice from the bishop condemning their activities, it would be the biggest endorsement of those activities. It would exacerbate the problem Baron is wanting to combat, because it would be the biggest badge of honor for the commentator to wear. Subscriber counts would explode, view counts would rise, and the message that Barron wants to suppress would be spread. This isn't the higher education environment that he's comparing the internet to, and we'll get to that in a moment. Instead, this kind of action would have the opposite of the intended effect. I'm honestly surprised he came up with this idea, given that Bishop Barron is rather obviously the most internet-savvy and social media-friendly of all the American bishops, To understand what Barron is talking about, we need to understand the state of Catholic higher education in the United States and in the West broadly, and the attempt by the Church to rectify that situation. The key idea comes from John Paul II's 1990 encyclical, Ex Corde Ecclesia, whose English title is From the Heart of the Church. And that document is an attempt to reestablish control over Catholic education institutes in the aftermath of the catastrophic revolution and Catholic education that came in the 1960s with the Land Lake Statement, which I plan to do a video on in the future. In short, the 1960s brought us uh, a situation where Notre Dame and other American institutions decided that they didn't need to listen to Rome anymore, and could teach pretty much anything they wanted and still call themselves Catholic. It was the heresy of Americanism writ large. Thus, we saw the beginning of Catholic universities teaching all manner of heterodoxy, including teaching that medical Moloch worship was compatible with the Catholic faith, or that the James Martin lifestyle was perfectly fine, or rejection of the traditional morality defended in Humanae Vitae, or or anything you can think of. The list goes on and on and on. For over 20 years, this was the standard situation in the Church, and it frankly still is the standard situation which is why the Cardinal Newman List exists today, which details which universities operate loyally to the doctrines and dogmas of the Catholic faith. How Catholic education was subverted by the enemies of the church is a fascinating topic that, I again, I'll cover in the future. The response to that situation is what Bishop Barron is referring to here. By the 1970s, you had a strange situation in the U.S. and the West Broadly, where men and women were getting theology degrees and getting jobs with Catholic universities to teach the Catholic faith, and instead chose to teach what they thought the faith should be, which often outright rejected the historic traditions of Catholicism. As an example that you are probably familiar with in your own life, if you've ever gone to confession with a priest who just outright tells you that the sin you confessed isn't really a mortal sin, and that you should just go receive communion after saying an act of contrition the next time you engage in a sin the Church tells you unequivocally is mortal in nature, You've encountered a priest who was malformed by one of these theologians. The situation got so bad that John Paul II issued his document, which was treated in two ways. Either the universities ignored it, or the heterodox bishops issued mandatums to the likes of Jesuits and others who teach a parody of the Catholic faith, which then gave them a veneer of authority and respectability when they deserved neither. The mandatum, as it's called, showed that the person in question meets the requirement that the faculty members teaching Catholic at these universities are, quote, teaching within the full communion of the Catholic Church, end quote, recognizing the doctrines of the faith. It's a sort of permission slip for the professor to continue teaching. To give you a real-life example from my own life, at the Catholic university I worked at, before it closed, the theology and philosophy professors were all required to receive a mandatum before they could be hired. In the school's case, they wanted the professors in question to teach the actual Catholic faith. It, that school made the Cardinal Newman list before it closed. So, is this a big story worth Catholic commentators worrying about? I'm not personally worried about it at all, but I can understand why others might be. I sincerely doubt the USCCB will adopt this proposal, but if they do, it wouldn't be the first time they did so. Last year, they issued a certification list for approved Catholic media outlets. Do you remember that? And I did a couple of videos on it, and it hilariously included the likes of the National Catholic Reporter which has in the past been told by Rome to cease calling itself Catholic. But these days, they're loved just fine by the powers that be. The point is that if they did adopt a sort of electronic mandatum for social commentators and teachers, it wouldn't be the first time they did something like this. I'm not personally convinced that they'll do it because it wouldn't be enforceable in any meaningful way. It'd likely backfire spectacularly, and in reality... They should have bigger things to worry about, like counting money they've received from the federal government to undermine American sovereignty. Besides, Bishop Barron should be careful, as his own word on fire isn't exactly known for teaching the faith authentically anyway. and may itself lose its certification once sanity is restored in the church at some point in the future. But let me know what you think of this in the comments. Is this even worth worrying about? Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.